Orthodox theology. We said we believe, confess, and teach those doctrines which are in the scriptures and are in keeping with the ancient formulations of the ecumenical councils of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. In fact, in our constitution of the EOC, we printed the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the Chalcedonian Creed. This is our statement of faith. Boom. And we categorically, we said, reject any new or novel doctrines. So, Orthodox theology. Worship. The heart of the life of the church is worship. It's, that's what it's about. And the heart of worship, we believed, was the Eucharist. Life as a community was to be centered in the expression of the body of Christ, both its constituting and uh, itself as the body of Christ by partaking of the body of Christ and the worship of Christ in the Eucharist. Can I ask a question? Yeah. The question was, did we have services daily, weekly? How did that work? And the answer is it developed over time. We eventually did, in some places, have daily services. Not, not always daily Eucharist, but the hours, the uh, Vespers, Matins. Certain seasons of the year, we were more likely to have daily services. For example, during Lent or during Advent, th those seasons and in our uh, area, we would have at least Wednesday and Friday services, both morning and evening. Places like here, I think, once the cathedral was built, you had services quite uh, quite often. And in Santa Barbara, I know um, Father Richard Ballou made a concerted effort to have the daily hours and, 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 and so forth as part of the life of the, uh, of the community. You know, one of the fathers, I think it was Cyril of Jerusalem, who talked about the need for people to be at church every day, as often as possible. In Lincoln, Illinois, Bishop Blythe actually scheduled services every evening and didn't mandate that the people come, but here it is. And, of course, in that particular church, if the bishop suggested something, everybody did it, and so everybody was there at the church every night, uh, or at least for the most part, for, for some years. Two more. We can't live without hope, and the hope is the second advent of Christ. We believe that he is coming to set up his eternal kingdom. Interestingly, we rejected the whole dispensational, premillennial approach to the second advent. I know y'all probably are confused by my even using that term. But what I mean is that approach which is reflected in Hal Lindsey's book, The Lake Great Planet Earth, or in the Left Behind series of novels, we believe that that was not the teaching of the historic church and was a new and novel doctrine. And we believe when Christ comes, he will establish his kingdom once and for all, not for a thousand year intermediary period, then something else happening. But that's a whole other set of talks if you want to do that sometime. Last one. 
It's Catholicity. Catholicity. We acknowledged, we said, that we are a government in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church and are eager to establish unity with all others who are. So in our uh, inception here, we were looking for connection, for relationship with, with others. Now, our primary focus, as you know, came to be the Orthodox Church, but that was not always self-evident among uh, our, our discussion. At, at, our, um, at this point, our understanding of the apo apostolicity of the church was that we held the same faith as the apostles. And uh, we, we, we really had an inadequate ecclesiology at this point. We were still living in a basically Western Protestant framework of uh, understanding the nature of the church. I'll explain that in a little bit more detail, even this morning some, as, as we go along. That was the last issue that we actually uh, dealt with. Can I ask you? Yeah, you sure can. Um, while all of this is going on, you're saying that you, you're in touch with Orthodox churches. Right. I'll come to that in a moment, too. Oh, okay, because I was going to ask if you, I'm assuming you attended some of the churches. She, okay, so the, what was our reaction? Is that what you're... Well, and, and in, in attending the churches, did you also look at the, that church's community? The question is, did we attend Orthodox, Orthodox churches in this period, and if we did, did we look at their community? And the answer is yes and yes. Father Mark mentioned the other day that he read Bishop Ware's book, the Orthodox Church, and then went down to, what, on Geary Street, the Synod, Synod Church there in, in San Francisco, and looked at this, and looked around, looked at this, looked around, and it was disconnected. We couldn't really sense the things that we were reading on the page in the expression and practice. Now, in that particular case, it was because, partly because everything was in Slavonic. And so you can't really understand what's, what's happening. Some of us did begin to go at different points and, and see some of these different churches, OCA churches, Greek churches, and so forth. And some of the things we saw were attractive, some things we had no clue about. And uh, one of the things that really bothered some of us was we felt that among the lay people of the churches, there was a lack of devotion and intensity that we thought should be part of the part of the church if people show up late for services all the time and if people come to liturgy and don't participate in communion for months at a time you see what i mean those kinds of things really really bothered us and we also noted that that uh, they were often of an ethnic stripe that we didn't fit into the raison d'etre, so to speak, of some of these churches seem to be to preserve their, their particular ethnic identity and heritage. Now, that, uh, I, that was off-putting for us at some point in this, in, in, in this journey. Let me begin to delve into that a little bit more. Because our dialogue with orthodoxy continued to develop, 